Thanks for listening to the daily podcast of Holmberg's Morning Sickness. It's being brought to you in part by your Valley Chevy dealers. Drive away in a new Chevrolet this President's Day. Visit valleychevy.com for details. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. It's 545. This is the morning sickness. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Toledo's out there. I don't know where he is. Is he here? No. He is not here? Not yet. Is it? Right? Unless he snuck in. I didn't. (laughs) But he hasn't been in yet. Oh, boy. Well, never mind that. Was that him parking? He'll come in and he'll have, like, something for everybody. Every time Toledo's lady brings gifts, which makes him more late. It's just weird. It's got to be him, right? He had to pay anyway, his rent this morning. Yeah, well, that's it. He had to pay Dracula. <laughs> that one—that was the best story he's ever told. Oh, I had to pay my rent. It's four thirty. What? <laughs> you don't get the rent to me by the time what? the sun comes up. You'll be docked twenty-five dollars. Tweaker, are you renting? Yeah, from? exactly. <laughs> Who demands rent? How how late is your rent at four a.m. or else? And he ran late for work. It was very funny, <laughs> but I didn't know. All right, Toledo's not here. We'll get him here eventually. Someday, he'll be here. We can do without him for a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start the show as uh, I like to do, or pretty much we always do, by praising me, Brady. Let's let's make yes. sure we get that done. Last night, uh, the Suns' eight o'clock game. Those make late uh, one. they're late. They go late, but we probably got home about 12, 11, 30, 12. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Toledo's. Now we can get going. Uh, and uh, you know, you, you got late games and uh, eight o'clock starts and things like that. Suns lose the game. It was fun. But I had my uh, my buddy Mark uh, has. Uh, that I have season tickets with occasionally gets his work tickets and they're down on the floor. So we swapped out last night. We were down on the floor and uh, I was sitting next to a guy and his kid and we just ended up talking about basketball most of the night. And the kid was dying for autographs, just dying young kid. I've been there, you know, I've been the kid that stood there and screamed at baseball players like Dave Kingman, uh, trying to get an autograph who ended up flipping me off because I was so loud and annoying. Well, the kid yelled out a couple of times during the game. Chris Paul, can I get your autograph? He's kind of busy right now. You don't want to do that. Uh, but he was actually very funny, a nice kid. And uh, it, it didn't go unnoticed last night, my kindness. Uh, Thad Mason texted me and said, John, I was at the game last night. I just want to say you are a badass. Like right away, this email has my attention. Oh, yeah. When the Suns uh, guys were throwing shirts, you stood up. And instead of jumping and waving your hands like an idiot for a $1.99 T-shirt, you did something smooth. You swung and pointed to the kid that was two seats away, and after a couple attempts, the guy finally tossed it to him. I thought it was cool you went out of your way to get attention so that kid could get a shirt, even though that kid doesn't realize how much those seats actually cost whoever got them. Always remember getting that $1.99 shirt that'll live with him forever. Thanks for not letting fame get to your head. You know, this fame thing has always been chasing me about. (laughs) And all this fame, Brady. You've always been really good to billionaire kids. I have been. You know, my favorite kids <laughs> you know? are the ones down on the floor with me. The ones who's... Uh, they deserve we, it. We went to the second level to buy t-shirts, and I was in the riffraff. My sweet Jesus, it was horrifying up there. I felt like it was the last of us. Anyway, it says you're... Uh, you're don't let... I'm going to read that again. Thanks for not letting fame get to your head, and that gesture of doing that shows what kind of person you are. A total badass 
One of these days I'm going to try to get through in the fireside chats and talk about uh, your friend Todd Merrill, who I know as well. He's a badass, too. Uh, thanks for making us laugh every day, Thad Mason. Well, Thad, thanks for keeping an eye on me in the creepiest possible way and seeing my every move last night. I appreciate that. Fame doesn't get to me, Thad, but please, no eye contact. If you wouldn't mind not, not staring at me next Suns game, that'd be nice, too. I mean, I'm not, you know, uh, awash in fame and what it does to a man, but I certainly don't need you staring at me, you weirdo. So please, Thad, uh, pay attention to your own life. And let me handle those kids with millions and millions of dollars sitting down on the floor. And, you know, I don't know what, I don't know who his dad did, but they were, they were two rows off the floor as well. And those aren't cheap seats. So <laughs> that kid was, he's doing all right. He had a big night. It did feel bad, though, because he went and he had like, uh, he went and got a Booker jersey and he had all this stuff. And he just wanted these guys to sign it. And I'm like, how are you going to do that? And he goes, I don't know. And he had no idea he was going to get, uh, you know, autographs. Kids get that in their head and they're like, it's on. It becomes a challenge in a way. Yeah. For some of the kids. And then he turned to me. He doesn't know anything about me. And he says, uh, you know, at this point, I'll let you sign it. And I'm like, I'll sign it. I said, I'm good at it. I said, by the way, we look up autographs online. I'm pretty good at faking them. I said, none of your friends will know. <laughs> and he started laughing. And his dad's like, I'm okay. <laughs> he was like willing to do it. He goes, you can. I'm like, you find the autograph online. I've done this before. I'm excellent at faking signatures. I can copy handwriting pretty well. I can use somebody like you. Yeah, yeah, forgery? you, you yeah. and I, you and I should go into business. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, kid, forgery. Forgery isn't bad. People You're do it all places, the time. Kid. Uh, look, what are you going to Antiques Roadshow with your Devin Booker jersey? It's not going to happen. It'll take forever. Yeah, yeah, and you never get a certificate of authenticity when you get a signature on your jersey at a game. Am I right? Oh yeah. So you, I, I've, I've got three or four Steve Nash autographs. I can't prove. I can't prove that, and I could fake those just as easy on a son's jersey. I mean, I could have made that kid. Feel like he's got a real product. That's when you, you try to get like you know, and those auction items. Because uh, I just went to one of those big charity events a few weeks ago, and they've got you know like a son's autographed basketball. But what comes with it is a certificate of authenticity. If you don't have that, people assume that dickheads like me have faked the that. basketball, and because a lot of people do. So, do you think my Matt Williams J Bell autographed jog bra? From a TV commercial will nope. be worth anything? I think it's worth less. I think it's absolutely <laughs> worthless. I think unless you're wearing it. I am wearing it. Right in the now? Commercial. Oh, I was going to say. No, I, I haven't worn it in a <laughs> while. You outgrew it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the jog bra that's autographed by... The very, On both sides, because we had to do two takes. Very uh, okay, Jay Bell, and the very good Matt Williams. Uh, you know, no. I kept it more of a novelty thing. Do you know how many Ferguson Jenkins Hall of Fame baseballs I have? He autographs everything. I, I, Ferguson Jenkins has diminished his value in an autograph like no one on the planet. I could fake 25 baseballs with Ferguson Jenkins on it. You know how much money I'd have? How much is a baseball worth? Because that's it. It's, the baseball is actually equal value to the signature, zero. That dude signs. This spring he'll do it again. Is he still around? I think uh, he made yeah. it through, right? He'll sign. I, I was at a spring training game in, uh, at Hohokam watching the Cubs play the Brewers. Got an autograph from Ferguson Jenkins. A friend of mine and I went to the night game. There's Fergie Jenkins. I'm like, man, signing baseballs at the Giants Stadium. We went to a two, two we doubleheaded. Next day, we were going to do the Angels, and then halfway through, go back over to see the Cubs. He was at both of those. I, I think there's nine Fergie Jenkins. The guy's signing like crazy. They're worthless. So, 
The kid's one mistake yesterday was not allowing me to forge Phoenix Suns and Los Angeles Clipper uh, autographs on his jersey because, like Brady said, they, you know, how many do you have? And, and and after a long period of time, you realize the only autographs that matter are the ones that are done in front of some guy who breaks out those certificates. And I don't know how hard those are. What do you go down to it's the Staples and, and then, get the, the certificate? You can buy yeah. those certificates. So it's easy. Forgery and it's is the, the uh, amount that are out there. Right. But it's also prove it. I, like I said, Steve Nash used to sign everything. Steve Nash signed a bunch of stuff I didn't want him to sign once. I what? A, yeah, I was at a table. And Steve Nash was going by at a hat and a shirt sitting on the table. And Steve Nash just assumed everybody wanted his autograph. And he wrote on the shirt... And I'm looking over, and he's on the hat. I'm like, hey, you're wrecking my hat. Huh? He goes, oh, I thought this was the autograph table. I'm like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but ask, Nash. That's because he's just signing stuff, not looking. <laughs> yeah, he and wouldn't he, pay attention. He sees Megan. Yeah, well. He's just signing stuff. I, had, I tried to get uh, him to sign Megan's cans, and she did it. She squeezed them together and said, will you sign these? And he goes, I would if my daughter wasn't with me. And he pointed down, and there's like Ooh. a six-year-old standing there at the time. I'm like, oh. Earmuffs and look the other and way, I kid. just pointed to her, and I'm like, what a whore, right, Steve? <laughs> But not his daughter, Megan. I didn't say that by his daughter. <laughs> Who knows? It's been a long time. She's in her early twenties. Maybe he thought that. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, maybe. Well, that's why he wrecked all my stuff. <laughs> writing on it. It's like a child with a marker. He was writing on all my things. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. And he laughed because I'm like, you're wrecking my hat. It was a brand new son's hat. I wasn't. You weren't supposed to have that. I was with my friend Jeff Bowers, and he goes, he wrecked mine too. <laughs> Signing everything. But I can't prove Steve Nash did that. I have that hat with his autograph on it. I can't prove Steve Nash did that. I just yeah. have the story, and you have to take my word for it. Otherwise, it could be me in, in my room, uh, you know, faking Steve Nash stuff. Put it in a uh, plastic cube, plexiglass c- cube. Big money. Big it, money. Is it? Until some, <laughs> the presentation. Uh, yeah, it looks great. I've spent $100 on this $20 hat with a signature I can't prove. So, to the kid last night, you know, you're lucky. His dad didn't stand up and try to beg for a T-shirt from the Sun Soul Squad. Oh, I did. Nah, he was busy <laughs> on the phone doing something. I don't know. but Nice people. I actually really enjoyed chatting with them because they were basketball fans. So it was like we got to talk basketball all night while we're watching the game that close. And those seats are pretty awesome. Right down close. Doug Hopkins sits right behind the visitor's bench. I don't like his seats because you can't see over the team. Like the team is, they're all 12 feet tall. The other side's pretty great. If you ever get a chance, if you've got millionaire friends, I highly recommend you hit them up for floor seats someday. I did it. It was pretty awesome. It's amazing, but you are in the... Well, if you're on the if, mean, if you're on the bench side, it sucks. Yeah. I, I don't I was, like that side. I was across from the bench. Across, that's where we were. We were right there. on the. It was awesome. But and that kid, the guy did toss him a t-shirt, which was nice. The problem with the t-shirts, the free t-shirts they give away is because it's a welcome to America. They're like double XLs, and this little kid's not going to eat. That's going to be a dress on him for another six or seven years, and it's it was a cool shirt too. It was actually that's a really neat. Man, I'm missing out. Throwing yeah, you, out double you, XLs. They're now? throwing out Brady Usually shirts. Usually, it's mediums and larges. <laughs> no, double XL. This thing was gargantuan. I'm like, I would throw it back. That's a fumigation tent for you. You're not going to wear that anytime soon. But as Thad said, because he couldn't stop staring at me last night, I am a badass, and I got a kid a T-shirt. Tonight. Feel pretty good about that. And the weird thing was, and I don't know why the guy did it. The dude throwing out the T-shirts because they have the cannon guy, the gorilla shooting the cannon, and then there's people chucking them way far. And then we're right, right close. And I've noticed over the last I don't know year or so of going all the time that they always toss one to someone in the front row. Usually it's a hot chick. 
sometimes it's a kid, but rarely. And uh, the the guy didn't make eye contact with me, and I'm just kind of pointing at the kid. I'm the only one standing up. I'm like, just give it to him. He won't shut up, and he's having like a night. He wants things. And he's the only kid around. The guy's just eyeballing deep, throws a couple of deep ones, and then he's eyeballing and just kind of gives a little no-look pass to the kid. And I'm like, all right, that was pretty cool. And then I did think the same thing. I'm like, it is kind of a dick move because all those people in the cheaper seats way up there didn't get the free. This kid's got the yeah. life, man. He's living the life. He's getting free things handed to him, quite literally just handed to him because he was a foot and a half away from the guy throwing the shirts. But it was pretty neat. And he was excited. He was thrilled until he opened it up and realized, hey, Brady could fit in this. I'm like, you know about Brady? <laughs> Everybody does. Uh, give it to your friend. You know what you never see, though? A kid catch a shirt and hand it to the person who bought the tickets. I, I've seen it at baseball games. That would be the best kid in the world. The, a good kid would do that. A good, well-trained kid would do that. Because I've seen so many times where they'll throw a baseball into the crowd or a foul ball happens, and then they go, give it to a kid, and you got to give it to the kid who's been milking the night all night anyway. It would be great if a kid got hold of it and just... Here you go, Dad. How great would that be? Yeah, that is first game. It's a you know, the guy that catches it has been going to games his whole life, yeah, yeah. trying to finally paying, get one, paying for it. <laughs> finally gets that psh, ah, my hand. It's killing me. It hurts. And you got a hand. My dad did it to me. Caught a baseball in Pittsburgh at Three River Stadium, off the bat of Rodney Scott, I believe, of the Montreal Expos. None of that exists anymore. Sitting there, bounced off the press box and came screaming back at us hit my dad in the hand made a smack sound you'll never forget crowd goes blah it's a great catch sits there and i'm just looking at it like well well old man and he hands it to me and i cherish it i loved it but it was uh i did nothing for that he paid for the ticket he got us up there he drove from godforsaken west virginia all the way to pittsburgh an hour and a half on a work day Drag his dumb kid up there to see the Expos play? Why? And then uh, he catches a foul ball, and this little grown-up tick of sperm that he didn't want is sitting next to him going, Give it to me! With, you know, probably a thank you. Maybe. Maybe a thank you. And meanwhile, his hand's broken because that ball stung him so bad. Smack! (laughs) Get some good rotation on it. It would have been great, though, uh, on the Jumbotron that digitized it if I'd have just looked and went, No, no, no. This is for you. And give it back. Like, what a great kid that would be. Your kids all stink. Not and then happening. double down on Kiss Cam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we made out. But that, they didn't have Kiss Cam yet. It's just a West Virginia thing at the time. Drew Haybatter used to go down to the batting cages underneath the clubhouse. For those of you just joining us, Drew Haybatter used to be a man caught, a man dressed as an idiot wandering around. <laughs> and it was played by... Five the, years! Played by Brady Bogan. I'd go down to the batting cage below the uh, clubhouse and get about 10 balls and hand them out randomly. Baseball's just autographed yeah. or just regular balls? Just regular balls. And people would hand in out between the innings, yep. Just pitch them out there. People yep. love that, that. It's weird. If you caught a foul, a foul ball at a stadium and there was some little kid sitting next to you giving it to him? See, like I was in a conversation with this guy and his kid last night. Had I not said word one to them and I caught that, Thad Mason thinks I'm, you know, a hero for yeah. pointing it because I, I kind of developed a little bit of a thing with the, with the kid and his dad. Like we had chatted. So I was like, ah, he wants a t shirt. I'll help out. I'm taller than the people here. So the guy throwing the shirts will see me if I stand up. Nobody else got up. Had I not had that conversation with his dad and him, I would have gone, I would have defaulted to my natural setting, which is everyone's an asshole. 
probably not. And we've been sitting next to each other all night. We're not even, we haven't said a peep. I would have kept the shirt. <laughs> would have been my shirt. Especially when I opened it up and it's a double X. I'd have been like, Merry Christmas, Brady. <laughs> Regifting time. I'm going to hang on to this one. It's going to be pretty good. Can I have that shirt, mister? Like this kid. Look. Have your dad buy you a shirt, son. This is mine. I work hard for these seats, even though if they were given to me for free, I would have had to pretend. So, yes. How I, much I, for the shirt? Yeah, and then if the dad broke a checkbook <laughs> out, I'm like, well, now we're cooking down here on the floor seat guy. No, but they were really cool people. So I was all for that kid getting something because it is a moment. Like, yeah, I, I sure. remember being a kid and, the, man, I was 17 when the gorilla high-fived me. We used to have baseline seats at the old stadium. And the gorilla comes running by and gives me a high five, and I was in heaven until I realized dude in the suit is sweating so hard, it's coming through the suit, and he juiced my hand, Ugh. the high five, and I looked, and grayish black sweat, because the suit was dying his sweat a color, Ugh. was running down my wrist, and I mean, it was like I grabbed a sponge and squeezed it, and I think he knew, and I got, it like was- a charcoal filter. Oh, the best moment of my entire athletic life, and this has just because we were on the baseline, Kevin Johnson, I believe he dunked on uh, somebody. Not the Elijah one. Not the Elijah one dunk. No, he dunked on. I, I, I Tell remember, it that way. My, uh, he dunked. Remember that dunk on Elijah one? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, who can prove it, right? <laughs> That's right. And there is video, but I don't. I had hair. No one goes beyond the <laughs> high-fiving down the line. Kevin Johnson uh, dunked on. Okay, Hakeem Olajuwon, but I think it was Golden State. Remember the week or two that Hakeem played for the Warriors? I do. And he dunked on him. It might have been Minute Bowl. There was a, it was something crazy. He shouldn't have done it. And he dunked, and he stood at the baseline and just flexed. And I'm from me to you. And I flexed back. Ah! We just did this scream together. <laughs> Mirrored him. And just started smashing high fives. And I'm like, ah! And he was about my height. I, was, I guess I was 20. I had to be about 18 or 20. And, I mean, I'm just flexed out with Kevin Johnson. We're just smacking high fives, and the crowd's going nuts. And then um, uh, my friend was with me, and we are having – it was awesome. And then they replayed it on those awful awesome. screens of me and him going, good. And I'm like, God, this is amazing. <laughs> it's the best moment I've ever had. And I wasn't a kid, but I felt like I was six. Back then, the screens look like you're watching a Game Boy, a large screen, yeah, pixelated. Yeah, it was like rubbing sand in your eyes and trying to watch TV. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's me. I'm the I'm the 16 bit character to the left. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, <laughs> and then he hit me with a hammer, and I turned into flames. <laughs> it was a uh, yeah, it was a uh, it's, there's great moments though. So maybe that kid had. I will say this: the kid who got the T-shirt that I uh, begged for for him last night, uh, eh, he was happy. It wasn't, I don't think that was his first t-shirt. He'll remember for, I don't know. the amount of information worth it, at least a month. I gotta say, I expected a lot more uh, jubilation. He seemed pretty much like, this happens all the time. <laughs> That's pretty, his 10th shirt. Like his 20th, I think he's got a closet full of these. And his oh, dad, his dad, go, his the, dad did oh. say, hey, that's a good one. Like, they can comp a, to older Put ones. Put that in your collection. Yeah, that's a good one. This is one you keep. You don't get, we'll give that to the people in the upper deck. Now, let's go down to the locker room and tell them they had a great game. <laughs> I even said that last night because we, for some reason, my friend's wife, uh, Kristen, was like, there's a, uh, a shop up on the second level. I want to go grab some stuff. Like, shop on the, there's shops on the first level. What are we going up there for? The trolls are up there. I'm going to the second level. You're fine. We're going on that escalator, and I'm like, there's the suites. 
There's level B suites. Oh, God, here we are on level two. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, I, I told him, she goes, why do you hate it up here so much? I'm like, the people, somebody might see me up here. This is embarrassing. <laughs> if, I'm seen, if I'm seen in the second level, people are going to think, oh, okay, KUPD's not doing very good. You went up to like Maryville level? Yes. What were you doing up there? Well, well, exactly so what you happened. put your hat and sunglasses oh, on. I, oh, I went, I had a scarf. I look like, I look <laughs> like Jacqueline, Ke- I look Jackie Onassis Kennedy walking around up there. <laughs> Covered in stuff. Like, people can't see me. This is terrifying. And uh, sure enough, I come around the corner, and here comes Anthony from Eric's Family Barbecue and his whole crew. Oh, I'm like, oh, no, shut up. We got pictures. We got pictures of me in the second level. I'm like, this nice. is terrible. Should have made them go down to the first level and take well, pictures. Well, that's what I said. Know, if you guys want to photograph anything, I don't want any evidence of well, this. Well, that's why you went up. To give the fans an opportunity for a couple of photos. That is opposite of why I went up. I went up because I was drug up by others. I would never set foot out in the second half. I want to see how the other half lives. I've lived it. I, that's why I That's why I kept my money and I can be in the bottom floor now. I've seen how the other half lives because I, I used to be I the other half. I did last week. Ugh. Yeah, you were I'm in like, a concert. Darn it, John is right. <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> up there. Just horrible. <sighs> that's why I like that mullet center. It makes everybody feel like a millionaire. There is no second deck. And they're charging you prices like you are a millionaire. It's like $175 to go see the Coyotes lose. But, uh, yeah, it's the second level scares me. Yeah, and people are like, ah, you're a snob. I'm like, yeah, I've been there. You'll be a snob, too, the second you graduate out of it. Nobody wants to be up there. I had, Like, Super Bowls and stuff are different. You'll sit in, because I am garbage at a Super Bowl. You're just Bowl. getting in. Look, I am the poorest guy at a Super Bowl. It was amazing how much money you oh. saved at that place. Second level, but I probably wouldn't do it again. But the, uh, yeah, I'm not going up to that second level. I even asked Anthony, I'm like, you're, you're a lower level guy. What are you doing? Yeah, my friend's got the ticket. I'm like, all right. And you already said, yeah, I'll go, yeah. not knowing. Yeah, well, that's, and that's, that's a rule. Dale. Dale, Dale Hellestray. <laughs> I would ask him, I'm like, hey, you want to go to the Suns game? Where are the tickets? I'm like, that's just rude. It's yes or no. This. But he, he qualifies. But he, well, I'm not going and sitting up with the riffraff. And I'm like, I'm with you, Dale. <laughs> you think I'm going to sit with the riffraff? You and I will go. We'll have. To, are they good seats? Yes, they're good seats. And then we had ones that uh, he had to climb over a seat to get in. Oh, uh, the moonshot was easier. Clock, trying wow. to get. Oh, trying to get Dale over a seat. It happened. I could figure out the math on how to get a car to Venus easier than I could Dale into that chair from one row behind. So we had to walk all the way around to another section. He was fuming. It you was almost really had to borrow that crane that's at the uh, <laughs> that's the Chase Field pool <laughs> yeah. to lower the yeah to get the, the handicap, handicap people. In. Yeah. I've never understood why anybody does that either. That that's got to be some sort of ADA thing. It is okay that you have to have a handicap because I've I, look people in wheelchairs. They go through enough. The last thing you need to do is have some guy slung over your shoulder while you load them into the. The contraption to drop them, to dip them like a tea bag into the pool and chase field and just leave them kind of dangling on the other end like bait. Like, it's like you're chumming with the with crippleds. Oh, I saw they can't swim on Instagram around. Instagram the other day, the guy had no arms, no legs, and they just chuck him in the pool. <laughs> well, that's fun <laughs> as long as it's not some embarrassing contraption. Let him fend for himself. <laughs> Turn him into a, a float. But that thing, it's a, I've never seen it used. I don't know if you. Have, I haven't either. But they've got that crane at the end, and they'll. Drop somebody in. They take them out of the chair. And somebody, you know, disconnects all their feeding tubes and plops them in that chair. So they're just like a buoy in the pool. Yeah, then, and then they, they just the kind of sit there up. and everybody's like, yeah, it's like a an occasional swing chair. They shout, throw it to me. And somebody throws them a beach ball and just goes off their head. Doing, doing. 
fun. <laughs> All right, pull them out. Where's it's the a, next cripple? It's a water pinata for the uh, batters. <laughs> it's a home run in the pool. Can you imagine how get a free steak if you terrible <laughs> it would be if you had that bobber sitting there tied to the side of the pool and like, look at me, I'm just like you. Uh, everything's great again. And that there's a deep drive. That one's going right to the pool. Oh no! Oh, it smashed during into During the that. game, incredible. But what you want to do is you want real action, put him in during batting practice. <laughs> well, let's just hope that whatever's wrong with that guy makes it so he can't feel anything. Because that ball hit him just dead square in the chest. It's okay. I don't feel from the neck down. Ah, lucky day. Nothing. Somebody glue that ball to that guy's hand. That would be a drop mic radio video. <laughs> we just end the show yeah, right there. That would be the last one. Yeah. That, that's when we recognize, you know what, our time has come, guys. It's time <laughs> to end the radio videos. Anyway, uh, so yes, Thad, Mason, you were right. I was pretty awesome last night, and uh, I was, I'm glad I got right. I don't do it for the recognition, but when someone recognizes me, I'm more than happy to tap dance all around that. So, Wonderful me last night, Brady. That's what we're starting the show with. Great job. What, thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful me. Helping out the youth. That's what I'm known for. People around the city know that. They, you know, there's guys in Queen Creek that won't stop videotaping about how great I am to kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the children. Oh, you just gave me an idea that I never did. And maybe someone at the Suns Fun Crew. Yeah, that's not what it's called, but okay. Whatever. They can shoot the shirts and the handicap wells. <laughs> Once at the chairs that they can't catch, you know, try to hit them. Try to land one? Yeah. The place, turn a place, like, like a golf shot, and you try to stick your landing. At Chase Field, there's open pits there. Sometimes they're packed. Yeah, packed with cripples. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. No so one would ever know. Yeah, and and it wouldn't trigger any of them to have a gun aimed at them, because I'm pretty sure that a couple of them had... <laughs> no, the, 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 that's why they're level. in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> He's aiming at me. I've been through this once before. No, 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 no. That one's just t-shirts. No. This, no. One's, this one's not going to cut your spine in half like the last one. He's typing something. Mary Vale Todd. <laughs> oh, I got shot. That guy looks just like him. No, no, no. It's all right. He's going to hit me. <laughs> Tim can't catch it. It's coming right at me. Please, someone reach forward. You know what I'd like to do is just have, oh, this sounds terrible, but it's funny. If you were in the handicap section, I would put all of the Hawkings close together. Because there's always a couple Hawkings. When you see that, you see that two or three of them that are fully computerized now. You want a covey, a, a covey of Hawkings? I want, yeah, I want a, a murder of Hawkings. <laughs> and I would have like four or five of them in a row. And then the rest around there. And then just stand behind them during the national anthem to hear, all of them in like unison. Just mic them all up. Yeah, mic them up and let them do it. And nobody ever, and just right before it starts, go, with one of those tuning things. Oh, that'd be great. And to... And you can see. <laughs> then have the Stoma Choir the next week. But look, four Hawkings with a sense of humor out there. I promise you this. I will get the sons to put you on the floor for the Hawking Barbershop Quartet. I promise you. And we'll roll out because the audience wouldn't know what to do. Why aren't they standing for the anthem, they'd say. <laughs> But all four of them roll out there. And then we have the... For the anti-smoking campaign. Well, no, that's that stoma thing. I don't want those. But that's, uh, that's disturbing. Hey. And you did it to yourself. Like all the... The, the, the audience could be mad at the stoma people. Four Hawkings, they're like, um, it could be natural. It could be a car wreck. It could be a bullet. Just be nice to them. And let them, let them computerize the entire anthem together in harmony. I would pee. 
It's mic'd up so loud you can hear the keys typing. Fans, please welcome. They can't type. It's not that. If they can type, they can talk. They, they're the <laughs> ones that have, the to, they have to throw the letters with their eyes. They, they got the Tesla wheelchairs the that are all computerized. <laughs> right. and all those things are awesome. <laughs> but it would all be pre-programmed. They're not going to type it out letter by letter. <laughs> I thought you could hear the machine. I want some preparation out of these guys. I don't want them to do it on the fly. <laughs> they forgot to program the national anthem into my voice box. Give it a second, please. Doodle say they can see. You're skipping words, Todd. Anyway, that would be fun. Please welcome the Stephen Hawking Barbershop Quartet. That's right. I know what you're thinking, but don't laugh. It would be rude. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Anyway, so that's it. Thad Thad noticed me last night. I'm a good person. Now I'm allowed to do something terrible today because I was so nice to that kid last night. He's probably got a closet full of those shirts. Sitting up close like that. Tommy Biltmore had a great game. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't talk Tommy to his dad Biltmore. about what he did. And his dad uh, is traveling around doing NBA games. He's going to, he's like, yeah, I'm heading off to, he's going to Dallas to watch a game in a couple of weeks. So he's got, he's got some NBA ties. I don't know if th- those weren't his regular seats and I don't know how he got them, but I think he got them online. He wasn't broke. Let's just say that. But the shirt meant something to that kid. No matter how much you have, if you're poor, if you're loaded, if you're a kid, and somebody from the floor gives you something. That would be pretty. But he was talking to Chris Paul, which was hilarious, trying to get an autograph during the game. Uh, it's 6-14. Let's get right to it. What what great thing will I do today, I wonder? I don't know. You guys, so many. You guys are watching. So many options. And usually, <laughs> as you keep your eyes on me, you won't be disappointed. You'll see me do some golden ticket moment with a kid. And like, there he goes again. That guy just gives and gives, he does. Uh, you give us a wake-up song. We'll give you that, too. 585-9800. A good one. We'll start the day off beautifully. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. 98 You've been listening to the daily podcast of Holmberg's morning sickness, brought to you in part by your Valley Chevy dealers. You can drive away in a brand new Chevrolet this President's Day. Visit valleychevy.com for details.